This is our podcast on 19th century generals in the West. And our topic is what were the expected generals of the late 19th century women and men in Europe and the United States. So the people talking here are Kaylee, Casey, Valerie, Marley, and myself. The, um, what they're covering. So Kaylee's talking about equal rights movements for women in the 19th century. Casey is talking about men's roles in Europe. Valerie is talking about women's roles in Europe. Marley is talking about women's roles in the United States. And I talking about men's roles in the United States. So I'm talking about men's roles in Europe. In the 19th century, men were the dominant sex and dominated all decision-making in political, legal, and economic affairs. In Europe, as well as America, a young man needed to be able to show that he earned enough money to support a wife and any future children before the girl's father would give his permission. Some unfortunate couples were obligated to endure an engagement lasting decades before they could afford to marry. As for work, the 19th century progressed. Men increasingly commuted to their place of work, that being the factory, shop, or the office. As for Britain, the Victorian era was a period in which gender roles were strictly defined. Centuries before, it was unusual for women to work. However, as the 19th century came around, men began to commute from work, which left wives and daughters to tend to the domestic duties. Since women were considered to be physically weaker but morally superior to men, it was thought they were best suited for domestic duties. Caroline Bingley, the author of Pride and Prejudice, emphasizes the importance for a woman to be graceful and feminine if they wanted to be seen as desirable. In addition, women during these times were hesitant in pursuing careers as they were downtrodden by the term blue stocking, which can be defined as women who were too devoted in intellectual pursuits. Society often used this term to put women into their place, or to put it simply, shame them into feeling inferior to men in every aspect. In addition, society enforced the belief that marriage was for them a for them to fulfill their motherly desires, and any other reason was deemed implausible. For women, marriage had to occur in their early to mid-twenties, while men were more or less five years older as a way to enforce patriarchy and ensure financial stability. Another another expectation for women were that they had to stay chaste until marriage, while it was rare for men to do the same. In conclusion, there is a There is definitely a double standard in society during the 19th century between men and women, and it may be suffice to say women got the shorter end of the stick. I'm talking about men's roles in America. At this time, men are seen as superior. A young man needed to be able to show that he had earned enough money to support a wife and any future children before the girl's father would give his permission to marry. Some unfortunate couples were obliged to endure in engagement lasting decades before they could afford to marry my opinion there's really nothing wrong with it at this time because you know this is all they knew but nowadays i think everyone has the ability to provide for their family and the opportunity to provide for their family in the 19th century women were not allowed to work and had to do all the work in the home they were expected to obey their husbands and do all the household chores otherwise the chores would not get done Women could work few jobs, such as a seamstress or a nurse. If a woman was in the upper class, she could sometimes help with the family business. But for the most part, women were confined to work in the home. In the 19th century, women were able to get an education, and if they couldn't get into a school with men, all female schools were built. This could only be said for white women, though, as colored women were still heavily discriminated against. Women were not allowed to do much in the 19th century, and their roles were confined to doing work around the home and caring for the children. All right, I'm talking about equal rights movements for women in the 19th century. Winning the right to vote was the main concern of the early 19th century women, since the vote would provide the opportunity to reform. 
The women's suffrage movement began in the early 1800s when women began to chip away at what was called the cult of true womanhood, which is the idea that a woman was a submissive wife and only concerned with matters based around the family and the life at home. In 1910, some of the western states gave women the right to vote, but finally, on August 26, 1920, the 19th Amendment of the Constitution was ratified, granting women the right to vote. After this landmark, people knew that the women's rights movement was far from over. More dimensions of women's emancipation were introduced in the birth control movement, which existed in order to grant women the right to control her sexuality and reproduction. This also meant that a woman would be able to decide if she was going to have children and when. This movement is big because it shows a real separation from a male in the house. These movements only continued to inspire women to fight for more and more equal rights.